0: It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with certified financial planners, Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory.
1: The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard, I'm your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show, missing Josh today, but with me in the KFG studios, my business partner and fellow CFP, Kevin Corhorn. Well, in
0: order to cover the various areas of your financial life, you need to be collaborating with at least five different financial professionals. There's a fundamental flaw in this model though, and we're gonna identify it and tell you how to solve it this hour. On Wise Money.
1: That's right. And we've gonna, we're going to hit some questions from fans of the show. Got a good one about, about points for your mortgage. Should you buy them? What does that even mean? I'm going to hit that in the second half of the program. Uh, if you have a question for us, we'd love to hear from you. You can call or text us 574-222. Sorry, 574 2000 That's 574-222-2000. Find us online, com. Leave a question right there on the right. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Just search The Wise Money Show. Follow us there. Submit questions there as well. All right. You know, culture sets us up to make terrible financial decisions. It just it just does. If you look at culture and the way your finances are sort of just set up and in motion sort of by default, you need five different financial professionals. Some might say six. We'll explain that in a second. You need five and they're never talking, they're never working together, and you're the one that sort of has to pull it all together and make sense of it. And it's just a broken model. I would say it's an outdated model. And I, I personally believe, as I kind of foreshadow in the future, that the model has to change. It just, it just has to. We've got to leverage technology, but leverage financial wisdom. And so, so who are these five professionals? And, uh, and what's the solution? What's the problem? What's the solution? That's what we're talking about right now. The very first one, if we just go right around the circle, right? There's six areas to your financial life and we're going to hit those today. But the first area of your financial life is your present financial position in that specific area. You've got at least one financial professional. It's your banker. It's your lender. And it could be an actual person, most likely your relationship isn't with a person it's with an, with an institution but you got a bank so so let's talk about that what's the flaw with that and what's what's really their agenda well when you need a a banker it depends on what your
0: situation is if you're a small business owner versus an individual. But if you're an individual, you say, well, what do I need a banker for? Well, I likely am going, if I'm going to buy a house, I might need a mortgage. If I'm going to buy a car, I might need an auto loan or other types of lending things. So I'd say, okay, I need a banker for borrowing money. I also need a place to deposit my money yeah. that, that is, that's safe and, and guaranteed. And so this is where you say, okay, if I if I have a relationship with a banker, does that even matter? And I, that it's very interesting because that question was answered earlier this year. It sure was when the PPP loan came out because the Paycheck Protection Program. Came out in March, and I don't know if you can recall your state of being in March, but most people were sufficiently freaked out in March. And so in March, as, as small business owners said, even, even if I was a one-man band and I did um, something out of the back of my car, uh, I still could get a PPP loan. And so, but these folks were saying, hey, listen, I work with the big, you know, the big bank in town, and they won't call me back. Yeah, right. I worked, I went in and saw someone, they took my information and said, we'd get back with you, and I haven't heard with them, heard from them for three weeks. So all of a sudden, what they realized is their lack of relationship with a banker hurt them when they needed it the most. If
1: you'd have told me that was going to happen, if you'd have told me that in January, I would have said, no, no, that's not, that's not a thing. And yet it was. And so it is. I mean, if you own a small business, absolutely have a relationship with a banker. Have a relationship with someone. But I mean, Kevin, you're absolutely right. We all need even if you don't own a small business, we all need a banker or banking institu- institution for our depository accounts and for our loans what's their agenda so if you're if you're if you're tunnel vision if you're just in a vacuum well i don't know their agenda they, they might want you to have the most money in your savings account right they might want you to have a ton of money sitting in your savings account i think more likely they're going to want you to have as much loans as possible right and they've got their metrics to make sure it's healthy because they don't want you to default and yet at the same time i mean yeah. Should you should you pay cash for that car or buy? Well, buy And here. here We got a good loan for you. Um, should right. should you should you refinance? Should you pay extra on your house? You know, those sorts of things. How much house can you afford? Right. Their agenda and I, nothing against them. This is a necessary institution and they're good people. But their agenda, they're not looking at your overall financial goals. I mean, they're just looking at well, let's get you a good mortgage. And yeah, you want to take cash out, you should probably take cash out. Go ahead, do
0: it. Right. So so that relationship is rife with conflicts because we're we're kind of settling on the the whole issue for today. There's two pieces. One is strategy and one is execution. So as certified financial planners, we're always thinking strategy, strategy, strategy. So a banker is thinking execution. So if you do the ready, fire, aim program. You
1: can't say that analogy when you're talking about execution, Kevin. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. When you're trying to get ready, but I, I see okay. what you're saying. Okay, no, I'll kill that one. Um, <laughs> so
0: I think, so Here's the here's the interesting thing. If a banker says, hey, Mike, you've got $75,000 in the bank and you need a $25,000 loan, they win – If you do a $25,000 loan, right? They, and they most likely don't have the overview of your entire financial life, your entire financial picture to say, hey, you'd be better off taking some of this money and paying it down. I met with some folks yesterday and they have, um, they used to have a big mortgage. Now they have a small one and it's, uh, let's say $60,000. And it's at 5.875. And so I said to them, I said, you're you're high by about 300 basis points about three percent you're paying extra on this three percent on 60 grand about 1800 bucks a year and I said if you refinanced this you could and, and got it down by three percent you'd save that money and they looked at me and um, they retired and he shook his head and said no, I'm not doing it I don't, I don't want to I don't, I don't want to go through the work. I don't want to go through the hassle.
1: No, gosh, and there's a lot of hassle. Right there's now. a
0: lot of hassle, but here's the other thing. As his financial planner, I said, "Okay, listen, you've got these resources in cash yeah. that if you your cash right now is earning you point nothing, take some of that, break if if you took $10,000 and put it on your mortgage right now, that $10,000 would be earning you almost 6%."
1: But here's the thing, and I don't want this to be missed. What Kevin just said there, it could be foolish for you to take that cash and put it on your mortgage, and it could have been wise for you to keep that seventy-five grand in cash and take out that $25,000 loan that Kevin mentioned. The point is to know whether that's wise or foolish, you've got to look at all six areas of your financial life. That's where the strategy comes in. And if you're not or you're working with a financial professional who's, who's not seen all those pieces, they don't really know. They could, they could tell you to do something foolish. Right. So when you think financial advisor, this is what I want you to think.
0: Chief financial officer. So this person has done the work that positions your financial life to be decisionable at any point in time, and they can see everything that can be seen about your financial life and help you with the strategy and give you great advice to say, yes,
1: you should zig or no, you should zag. And they're not gonna be in conflict with these other professionals. They're not gonna be in conflict with bankers. I mean, we've got a great bank that's been a sponsor of the program for for since we started, right? And they'll work and collaborate with bankers and these other professionals. Who are those other professionals? I'll tell you that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise Money with
1: Corhorn Financial Group. Who are the different financial professionals that you need in your life collaborating to make sure you've got all your bases covered and get financial wisdom? We're telling you that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFC studios, just the two of us today, Kevin Corhorn. Listen, if you've missed anything or want to catch up on previous episodes of the Wise Money Show, every episode is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Go to YouTube, search Wise Money, Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there. You can leave comments there as well and catch up on all the content, previous episodes, Next Wise Step videos, all that sort of stuff. So go to YouTube, check out Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there. All right. So we're talking about how our society is set up for you to go directly to any of these five different financial professionals, but really society's set up to really not help you in your finances at all because you're the one racing around and talking to each of these five professionals who have their own agenda and have just a limited scope, limited picture of your financial life. We said the first one in your present financial position, a banker. They don't see the rest of your financial life and so their agenda might be, might be off. They might not be providing wisdom because they can't see everything. Insurance agent, that's the other one. I like to tease on this one because, I mean, society has a set up. We can go to the gecko or go to Flo or go to Jake and get insurance, get coverage, and we can check that box and feel like I right, got it done. However, you know, those folks don't know all areas of your financial life. And if there's one area of these six that we see most out of place with the rest of your financial life, it's insurance. Now, here's where I'm, you know, sort of a sucker. I love their commercials. I mean, they're the best. They are the best commercials around. And I, so I feel like I got a good, they, they, I, just, I just like them. However, it can be disastrous to just go direct to flow. Name your price tool. Okay, well, what about name my coverage? And what about making sure my coverage fits with my entire financial life? Right.
0: And so when you look at that, you say, well, how does that even tie in with, we talked about this is protection planning, but we just talked about your present financial position. Yeah. This is a perfect tie in. And I'll give you just a couple examples how this ties in. It's, it, these, are, these are likely cash flow decisions. So cash flow as in how much, if I, I either live with the risk or transfer the risk. I efficiently transfer the risk by writing a check to the insurance company. And there are some different kind of broad categories that I would do that in. One is for my health insurance. Yeah. And so right now we're in the midst of Medicare, and that has all kinds of cash flow ramifications. And so you say, well, what do I do with that? But it also has tax planning ramifications because of IRMA. And if you're not familiar with IRMA, you need to be looking at your Medicare situation and see what you're paying for Part B. And are you paying up for Part B or are you paying – uh the the standard rate for that
1: but but you know all the other areas of insurance long term care insurance mm-hmm. right there's a there's a premium that you would pay for that life insurance there's a premium you'd pay for that and so those premiums they require cash flow you've got to write a check now nothing against flow or the gecko they're really nice people however their agenda is probably to have you Pay the most amount possible. And now that's not really in vogue to just have the highest price. So they might want you to buy as much insurance as they can possibly talk you into.
0: Yeah, they're, they, they make money. You say, well, how do they win? How do insurance folks win? By selling you as much insurance as they can get you to buy. So they're product driven. And that's where our whole point is you want to be process driven. So you want your... Again, think execution. Who's doing the work? The insurance agent is doing the work, but who's helping them do the work? You want a strategy before you ever go to your insurance agent to know, hey, how much money do I have to spend? What kind of coverage do I need? I'm surprised when when I'll talk with folks and say, hey, does your insurance agent, and these are new folks because a lot of the folks that we work with end up uh, using us. To fulfill that need. But I say, does your insurance agent have any sense for what your net worth is? And they say, well, you know, we haven't seen our agent in about 10 years. We just meet with the girl at the front desk. I'm like, okay, well, does she have any idea what your net worth might be? No, no idea. Well, if, if they don't know how much needs to be protected, how do they know how much protection you should buy?
1: Yeah, n- new client, real example. New client, lots of uh, confusing stuff going on. He's looking at retiring next year, and we did a tax analysis. And I think his income this year is nine hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars. You, we happened to do that tax analysis the same in the same meeting that we discussed his home and auto insurance, and his insurance protection was a half million dollars. So so that insurance protection is not going to get even anywhere close to covering the financial risk for someone that makes a million bucks a year. It's not even close. And so often this is disjointed and your insurance professionals are professionals. I mean, they know they know the details as far as execution. You've got to work with someone who is a pro. We've got pros on our team, you know, so they've got their specialty. It's just the strategy who's helping with strategy the context of what do you need what coverage do you need you know there's so that's protection planning there's another glaring area and that's the third area of your financial life that's tax planning and my concern here is we're shifting from a tax standpoint to just check the box and say turbo tax and done well the agenda the agenda for that software, the agenda for your CF or, or CPA, the agenda for whoever is helping you with your taxes is, Kevin, you've said this for decades, just get the right number in the right box and be done. Like, that's it. Their, their goal is accurate tax return. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yep. Love that. Their goal is not to help you pay the least amount of tax legally over your lifetime. Well, wouldn't you want that? I mean, most people think, well, I'm getting that from my, from my tax preparer or my tax software because- it's asking me questions about making sure I get deductions. Well, yeah, I know, but there are some things that you could be doing to improve your tax situation. Software is not helping you with that. Right, I have, a,
0: I have a, a number of good friends who are CPAs and they're great, but the thing that most folks don't understand is CPAs, for the most part, are left-brained. So they are very much into compliance and getting the right number in the right box. So that has nothing to do with creativity. And so you say, well, do I want someone who's doing my tax preparation to be creative? Nope, you want them to get it just right. So I, so I would di- distinguish between tax preparation and tax planning. Right. I want my tax planner to be incredibly creative and to see things that most people aren't going to see. And I, And I said, hey, let's link these areas together. Well, with my protection planning, should I have an HSA? If I do have an HSA, should I write a check for it or should I do it via payroll deduction? These things, and that's a cash flow decision too. So you see we're we're on amen corner right here. We're hitting all three of these and you say this stuff, this stuff needs to be coordinated and someone needs to be right in the middle of all of it with strategy and that's where your certified financial planner comes in. Now you can have a certified financial planner that might not even remember what the six areas of CFP are. That's right. And they may only sell investments so it might be a little confusing like well my CFP doesn't do that. Your your CFP should be doing these things for you and should be able to look at your tax situation and your tax planning in order to put you in a position and not miss opportunities that are available to you to before 1231
1: i mean so that's really the big idea we're going to get hit these last two financial professionals but I mean the big idea is your certified financial planner should be providing comprehensive financial planning i mean that the comprehensive nature the comprehensiveness that's the wisdom that's the wisdom and i want as your CFP I want as much technology and automation in these other areas and perfect execution but technology itself is not going to provide wisdom in how all those things fit together to help you make decisions. We're going to help you with that. I've got two more financial professionals to share that and more coming up here on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. A quarterback for your financial life, as Kevin said, you need a chief financial officer to coordinate all the different pieces, the six areas, and work with collaborate not repel, but actually work with the different financial professionals in your life to help you get execution for the strategy that they come up with. We're talking about that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard, here with me in the KFG Studios, Kevin Corhorn. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on our podcast, so go there wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes or Spotify, wherever, and search Wise Money Show and subscribe to it there, and do me a favor when you do rate the show. We appreciate that. It helps other people find us as well. Rate the show. Leave comments. We appreciate that. All right, so we're talking about how society just sets you up to make terrible financial decisions. You can go through and say, well, I bank online. Check. I get my mortgage online. Check. I do I, I got Jake, help me with my insurance, check. I do TurboTax, check. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. And then let's fly around to the sixth area of your financial life. Bam, legal zoom, check, done. Got that quote unquote will. Got that will and I'm done. Well, so often when we get to estate planning, which is the sixth area of your financial life, we we look and say, well, all right, I need a will in place. When in fact, it's much more than just a will. It's all of your instructions. But then it's also the contingency planning, beneficiary analysis, ownership, making sure that that so it's much more than just a will. So if you go to an attorney or if you just go to LegalZoom, you might get a will, but you don't have an estate plan that's coordinated with all six areas of your financial life. Right, and and the thing is, you're never you are required by April fifteenth or October
0: fifteenth to have your taxes prepared. You are never required to create your own estate plan. If you don't create your own estate plan, there's already one created for you. It's just created by the federal government and the state in which you live. <laughs> and so you say, well, do you like their plan for your stuff? I don't think you will. Um, and I'm dealing right now with uh, someone who died intestate, and there's there's land and there's all this stuff, and it is such it. It's so unnecessary that it's, it's such an incredible mess. And you say, well, okay, so who needs an estate plan? Everyone needs an estate plan because you could be 25 years old and have nothing, but you could get hit by a beer truck on your way home from work and your estate could sue the beer company for 5 million bucks. Now there's 5 million bucks. Where's that money going to go? So but I, I people say well no i'm not 25 i don't well if you have minor children if you own property in a couple states if you are on not on your first marriage there's all kinds of complexities so if you if you lead a, a fairly boring life you need a great estate plan and if you need, if you lead a complicated life or you have some of those complications in your present or in your past, or uh, you're headed towards that in the future. You want to have a great estate plan. And we tell people, look, fix the roof while the sun is shining. And, And there's a difference between the plan and the execution thereof. Because the attorneys draft the documents, but most attorneys, you aren't willing to pay to understand your financial life and the breadth and the depth of your financial life like you would want your chief financial officer to do it. So you want the person creating, and I would say with the attorney and the attorneys that we work with, I would say more so co-creating. That's we would right. We would say, hey, this is what it looks like to us. What do you think? Can we do this? And they say, well, actually, you wouldn't want to do this because of these three things. And you say, oh, okay, well, then what would the next option be? Well, it would be this, and so so we do that. But this is where we want to have complete coordination uh, of all of the professionals again strategy in the middle and we as we move out to estate planning we've got execution as far as drafting the documents uh notarizing everything changing the beneficiaries changing the ownership all this stuff is the execution part
1: and and you know what about the potential for tax laws to change here and they're talking about at, oh, least, yeah. at least you know Joe Biden did um in his tax analysis propose to bring the estate exemption amount from 11 point some million dollars down to 3.5 million. Now that, that, uh, you know, could change your estate planning. The point here is, and if you've been able to digest the whole show so far, we're not, each of these professionals, extremely necessary, extremely helpful. We're not telling anything to the attorney that the attorney would know typically or that the attorney wouldn't know typically it's the other way around oh hey the attorney watch out for this let's go this direction instead of that because of this nuance thank you I mean and, and insurance professionals and tax professionals same thing it's just it's not necessarily the attorney's job to come up with strategy it's right. not right. because they don't see all areas of your financial life so so that's the fourth professional The fifth professional that you could have in your financial life is a financial advisor. And I'm bringing this up in that light because most financial advisors call themselves that or they may even say CFP or financial planner, but most of them just want to manage your investments or that's all they really do is manage your investments and tell you we're going to buy this mutual fund instead of that one or let's use this strategy instead of that strategy and and that's so that could be the fifth investment professional you have in your life but if they're just executing an investment approach but they're not helping you with strategy of all six areas of your financial life then those are the five professionals and you're the one in the middle getting pulled apart by this by the stream or by the seams and you've got to connect everything and resist this person's agenda and find the hidden thing here and connect it all together really Really, your investment professional should be a certified financial planner who's helping you get the right investment strategy, but is also quarterbacking the entire thing, sitting in the middle, collaborating, co-creating with each of those different, different professionals, the insurance professional, your banker, tax preparer, estate planner, and they should be helping you with investment strategy and serving as your comprehensive certified financial planner
0: yeah beware of the investment seller because most folks say uh, you know this is awkward when you're you're in a social situation or party or whatever and people ask, hey what do you do I don't even like to tell them because as soon as I if I say hey I, I'm a financial planner they say oh you know i'm I'm working with this guy at Edward Jones I'm like, no no I didn't ask you who I I because I told you what I do I'm not asking you for your business I don't I don't do that people come to us we don't go to them so um, it's it's very kind of interesting and awkward, but the, when you look at investments, that area most people have someone who sells investments, and if all they do is sell your sell investments to you, it's likely that there will be a time when you're sitting in front of your CPA and you're surprised. And you say, "Well, I didn't realize we had that much capital gain that I'm going to have to pay taxes on this year.
1: I didn't realize buying the car with cash and taking that out of my IRA was going to make more of my social security taxed."
0: I or or change the what uh, the premium for my Medicare Part right. B that I'm paying mm-hmm. or I mean there's there it's amazing as we look at the necessity of integration in your financial life there's never been a better time in the history of the world to accumulate wealth and there's never been a more complicated time in the history of the world to accumulate wealth so this is where you need someone bringing clarity and confidence to your financial life get the strategy first and then that will drive the execution because if all you do is go to people that say hey i can sell you this I can say this, I can say this. And the way that they win is to sell you as much of of their wares as possible. Mm-hmm. You're pro- it's possible that you don't end up on the winning side of that. That's
1: right. So the big idea is is you need a certified financial planner who's helping you with comprehensive financial planning. They're the ones that are looking at all six areas of your financial life as a generalist, seeing how these seemingly disconnected parts of your life are actually connected and work together and they're gonna give advice strategy that brings synergy and then they're gonna work with those professionals in those specific areas to get the right execution. That's what you need. All right, we've got questions from fans of the show. That and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corehorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Should you buy points when you refinance, when you buy your house, when you get that mortgage? Should you buy points? And we're talking about some conflicts here. I feel like that might be a win for the bank. Could be a lose for you. I like it. I think I don't know if Kevin and I really see eye to eye. We're going to talk about this from a listener question coming up. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. We're missing Josh today. It's just me and Kevin. So Kevin Corhorn and I joining uh, joining you right now from the KFG studios. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is also on the website. Go to wisemoneyshow.com. You'll find the media player right there. You can listen, but more importantly, bios and other content. You can leave questions right there. So head on over to wisemoneyshow.com. Check it out. Stay connected, and then all over all over social media. Just search wise money show. Follow us and stay connected there. Before we transition into this question from Bob about um, buying points, Kevin, you want to wrap up what we've been talking about these the the six areas of your financial life. Five potential different financial professionals that you need to have integrated. Sure. So this again, we'll we'll just run around the circle here. The six areas of your
0: financial life are present financial position, think net worth and cash flow statement. If you're a business, it's profit and loss and balance sheet. But your in your personal life, you want to have that dialed in. It's important as important as in your personal life as it is as if you were running a business. And in essence, you are because you have income and expenses and you have resource allocation decisions to, to figure out what to do with what's left over. Or if there's nothing left over, how do you change your expense structure in order to get there? And so that's your present financial position. The next area is protection planning. So think, in, in uh, for lack of a better word, insurance but it's really risk management. What what risks do I live with? Which risk do I transfer? Uh, and there's a very efficient transfer using insurance tools. Um, not always inexpensive, but certainly uh, efficient. And then the next area that you would look at is tax planning. So what are the opportunities? And again, distinguish between tax planning and tax preparation. But what are the opportunities and what are the different buckets, if you will, that I could be saving money into or strategically pulling money out of if I'm in, uh, I'm either climbing up the mountain or climbing down the mountain. So whatever I'm doing, do I have a guide? Do I have a Sherpa going along with me, helping me figure out what to do? The next area is investment planning. And what is my risk tolerance? I think this year a lot of us learned about risk tolerance. If you looked at your uh, investment statement and you were down 30% somewhere in the March-April timeframe, you got to see that's what risk feels like. And so how did you feel when you were feeling that risk? And so you got to see that and and, and make that decision. But you want a, you want an investment plan that complements the rest of your investments, especially The next area, which is your retirement plan. So in retirement planning, it's basically, I've got a roadmap and I can look and see, am I ahead, am I behind, or am I right on pace? When I left and and Google Maps or Waze told me it was going to take five hours, am I getting it done in more than five hours, less than five hours, or right on? Mm-hmm. And can I afford to make a pit stop here um, and go in and get a coffee and a kind bar at the gas station, or do I need to just keep right on rolling? Mm-hmm. So that's the retirement plan. And then the the, the the final area in the cap of any good financial plan is your estate plan. So your estate plan says, what happens to my stuff when I'm done with it? Um we're optimists here on Wise Money, but we are all going to die. So when you're gone, what's going to happen to your stuff? And you want to have that plan created. It's it's not always a, a popular thing to do, but you want to have that created. So you say, well, then who are the professionals? And our core belief at Coherent Financial Group is the person right in the middle is your chief financial officer, and that's a certified financial planner, financial planner, financial planner. Some people might say financial advisor, that's fine, whatever you wanna call it, but that person is in charge of strategy and they're in charge of process. Mm -hmm. So you want the financial decisions in your life process driven, not product driven. Because I've seen people get so excited about this big life insurance policy that they're gonna put all this money into and it's a Roth IRA substitute and everything else And by year number three, they say, I don't want to put this money in this policy. What was I thinking? And I'm dealing with a client right now who has sold a ton of life insurance and has an irrevocable life insurance trust that's an absolute albatross around his neck. So your life changes. And so if you just make financial decisions based on emotion, it's highly likely that down the road you might regret those emotions. So in the middle, I've got strategy. Who's gonna execute in my present financial position? That's my banker, and there are a few, uh, maybe my mortgage uh, originator. There are a few other professionals in my present financial position. In protection planning, that professional is my insurance agent who's going to be doing the execution, selling the products if I'm transferring the risk to an insurance company. They're, they're helping me buy that uh, efficiently um, based on the plan, based on the things that I need. My tax preparer, that's executing the plan. My tax planner, that's my che- my CFO, my CPA, CFP, I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. My CFP, who's who's created the strategy. The next area is investment planning. I'm likely going to have someone who needs to administer the investment side of my life. If, if they are just an investment seller and all they do is sell you investments, it's likely that you're going to miss out on opportunities, whether they're tax opportunities or planning opportunities in various areas of your life. And then uh, lastly, you would have an estate planning attorney. So your estate attorney is drafting documents looking, saying, "Do you need a trust? Do you not need a trust? What would be the appropriate documents? So there's that's a mouthful. And really what you want, again, in, in our uh, if, if we sound biased, it's only because we are. what you want is you want someone designing the strategy first and then helping you find the people that can execute. That's why we designed Corehorn Financial Group as it is, because as we would design strategy, we would find that our clients would really struggle with execution. And in my humble opinion, that was unnecessary. Like this, it should not be this hard. How do we make it really super easy for the folks?
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And and so hopefully, hopefully your execution right now should be, do I have a certified financial planner in my life who's doing comprehensive financial planning? And if not, find one. Find one. You, you can contact us. We obviously can't help everyone on the planet. Um, you can contact us, though, and, and we'd be happy to help if we, if, if we can. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com or, or even corehorn.com. That's corehorn with a K. Um, or, I mean, let's make a is the CFP professional website. You can go there and search. But like we said, just going there, you might find a CFP who's just trying to sell you investments. In fact, I was looking into the CFP ambassador program and I was on Let's Make a Plan. I was doing some search and I know some of the folks in our area and I just, you know, they might be listening right now, but I, I know their approach is annuities and selling things but they're a cfp so so find a cfp who does comprehensive financial planning and
0: and and here's how you know that they do it they charge for it well yeah because because the 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 person who's a cfp or not who says hey i can create a a plan on the back of a napkin uh, they can't
1: or or this you're we're seeing more and more of investment professionals doing a a quick retirement analysis um, as, as sort of baked in to the cost if you ha- hire them to manage their money. And and yeah, the retirement analysis is worth what you pay. It's not, I mean, it's not helpful. It's not a five-factor retirement plan. It's not going through all of the details. There's tons of assumptions buried in there. And, and therefore, it's not that helpful. It just might feel good. It might feel like you just checked that box, but it's not actual planning. And so- so work with work with a certified financial planner. That's that's the big that's the big idea. Hope that helps, Bob. We got to get to your question here, Bob's from Michigan. Do I need to buy points when I'm refinancing my mortgage? We don't have a ton of time here, Kevin. But what what are your thoughts? What what's a point to begin with, and then what are your thoughts on this? So a a point is something that you would pay when you're
0: doing your mortgage, and you're you're basically. Front end loading the deal, right? So, so I'm paying extra. So there's when you when I'm closing on a mortgage or a refinance, it's likely I'm going to have somewhere in the neighborhood of about three thousand dollars of closing costs.
1: Used to be two. Now it's it's going up. Yeah. And then this is an extra cost at closing to buy a lower interest rate. And so, and sometimes these lenders don't even tell you about it. They just say, hey, the closing cost is this, and your mortgage, your interest rate's this. Well, when they've baked in there, well, you're going to pay a point or a half a point to get this interest rate. Now, a point—that's jargon—that's one 1%. percent. It's one percent of your loan. So, if your loan is $300,000, one point is three grand. Okay, a half a point is fifteen hundred. So, it just depends on your loan size. But then you just look, and buying a lower interest rate means your payment is, you know. 20 bucks less and you've got to do the math Or your cfp has got to do the math to say well saving that much money per month is it worth paying more up front and really it's going to come down to are you still going to be are you still going to have this mortgage in five years or seven years or will you have sold the house paid the mortgage off or refinanced again within that time frame it really comes down to that but then the other is the future is always unknown so I wouldn't say, well, pay so much up front like buy three points up front no, you gotta hedge a little bit so yeah. I typically you know right now rates are so low i would I like not buying points, yeah,
0: I like not buying points i i statistically, I will not have this mortgage five years from now, so based on that it, it's it, it's possible because I remember uh probably twenty years ago when I was able to help a client get a mortgage for 6.25%. And I thought, we will never see that
1: rate again. You remember what you told me when I bought my first house? I remember us talking about this. So so I was I was newer and Kevin and I, I were working really, really closely together. I miss those days. I do too. Uh, and I told him we were buying a house and a starter house and he's like that's not a starter house and uh but it was you know a nice ranch and we were really fortunate really blessed and we got a mortgage at 6.125 and kevin you said oh that'll be the cheapest interest rate you'll ever get yeah and then we refinanced and then we moved to a different house and got a lower rate and then we refinanced that and like it's just unbelievable yeah my first mortgage and it was a va loan uh it was 9.5 or 9.75 in
0: 1994 and I was, I was just happy to have a house. My wife said, how in the world are we going to buy a house with no money? And I said, watch this. Watch, hold my <laughs> Coca-Cola. Coffee. Uh, so, yeah,
1: I mean, this is a financial planning decision. I mean, this goes right back to what we've been talking about today. Buying points, that's a financial planning decision. May not make a ton of sense now. Talk to right your now. financial
0: planner. That's right. I'm talking to Craig at 11 o'clock today. He's got this
1: same question. What should I do? All right. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, who's not here, Kevin Corhorn, myself, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC.
0: Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group, KFG Wealth Management, LLC, and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.